once again and welcome to Appetite for Production, the choices podcast for the discerning music producer and the embittered cynic. I'm Tim Cant, music journalist, producer, software hound and digital man about town. And I am James Russell, or at least a plug-in emulation of him. Mmm, nice. You're not as warm as the original, but still, you'll do, who can, who can really tell the difference? Who can tell the difference? Yeah, totally. So, James, I believe you've mapped out an agenda for today. Yeah, Tim, today we are going to be talking board games. What? Midi Rings or the Return oh, okay. of... Oh, mate. Oh, man. The Fellowship of the Midi Rings. <laughs> One midi ring to rule them all. We are going to be blowing steam about formats. I know it sounds really boring. Wow. But it, it, there is more to it than meets the eye. I got into music tech for the formats, mate. So that's that sounds really exciting to me. Two words for you. Yuhi Eurorack. What? Yep. Uh, the guitar amp sim to rule them all. <laughs> We've just done that. More different ways of releasing samples and accessing copyrighted material. Oh, okay. And a load more stuff that's been happening in the world of music production and music software. How intriguing. Let's get it cracking. Let's do it. So, Tim, welcome to our fifth episode. This is actually, should be, the last episode we record before we actually officially release this podcast. Oh, how exciting. What an exciting time for the planet. Yeah, so if you're listening to this fifth episode first, what the hell are you doing? Go back to episode one. Yeah, unless you've got more important things to do. <laughs> we've made we've made this way too complicated. Okay, okay. So, as is normal... We're going to talk about some news, some stuff that is happening in the world of plugins. Tim, have you seen? Have you? Have you? This was released on April the 1st, but apparently it's not an April Fool. What? Uh, Korg. You're familiar with the Monopoly? Yeah, sure. Otherwise known as the Monopoly? Yeah. Do you call it Monopoly or do you call it Monopoly? I call it the Monopoly. I always it's call it that. Mono- yeah, because you might confuse it with a board game if yeah. you call it Monopoly. But I, I, I was calling it Monopoly for a while and before I realised, oh yeah, it's Monopoly. No, it's Monopoly. Oh, I know, but that's that's the significance of the name Mono slash Poly is it's like Monopoly, but you still call it the Monopoly. Oh or God, some people I call never it even Monopoly. thought of that. Well, but it would be crazy to call it Monopoly. It, it's about to get even more confusing. <laughs> oh God, okay. Because on April the 1st, they announced what I still think is not just an April Fool. It is a Monopoly board version no, the... that is an April Fool, mate. That's ridiculous because they have to license it from like... He makes Monopoly. No, I believe they have. This is still a. What? It's still on the main product page for the iMonopoly. You are the app. joking me. Check it out, my friend. That looks amazing. Check it out. It looks great. It looks great. Let me bring this up. This is insane. I thought you were going to say that they'd come out with a synth called Scrabble or something. <laughs> yeah, they've got like copyright signs and everything. It's still up there. This is. Why? Why? Why, James? What well, is happening? See, this is lovely and it's cool. So if you can't see it, if you want to see it, go to a4ppodcast.com and we'll have a link below this episode. The knobs are Monopoly playing pieces. Yeah, the knobs are Monopoly playing pieces. The battleship and the car are, well, the car is there at one point, but I don't see much battleship. I want the battleship back. Um you change the portamento time with the dog, mate. Yeah. This that, is blowing my mind. So, VCOs, we've got four of them. Two of them are brown, all Ken Road and Whitechapel. 
two of them are light blues, you know. You got Euston Road, Angel Islington, Pentonville. Okay. Uh, we got oranges in there for the VCA envelope generators. Uh, filter in the filter envelope are the pinks. Yeah. Uh, your upmarket um, Regent Street, Oxford Street are Portamento, G Tune, Transpose. And you got your classy, you know, your Park Lane, your Mayfairs, your unattainable elite arpeggiator, pulse width. You really know your Monopoly, mate. Oh, James yeah. isn't using any notes for this, guys. No, no. He's using his special savant board game loving skills to, <laughs> to come up with this off the top of his head. And he got your reds for Output and Master, Trafalgar Square. Oh, my God. You've clearly played a lot of Monopoly. I, I have not stopped. So, <laughs> you've also got the, you know what's cute? The little uh, go arrows. I'm not sure if are they switches, do you reckon? Hang on, what am I looking at? Looking like the top Oh, left, yeah, maybe. yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, they are. They're on-off switches. Uh, go straight to jail. Go collect yeah. 200 euros or whatever it is now. <laughs> that is effed up, dude. Uh, have you noticed that the uh, the oscillators each have a little electric company bulb next to them? Oh, my God. What the... Yeah, they do. So, you already sort of mentioned you turn the dog for some of these ones. <laughs> now... Where is that dog facing exactly? Is it the dog's nose? Is it I th- dog's I'm ears? assuming that in this picture it is the nose and the portamento time is set all the way down. Right. That's what the dog's looking at. Yeah, true, true. I'm that assuming yeah, I'm assuming it's how you'd But I like with the with the thimble, no one would no human being would place the thimble like that on a monopoly board. True, exactly. The thimble would just be it's facing, facing upwards up. or downwards, I suppose, if you're absolutely insane. And, you know, I'm always harping on about the battleship. The battleship is the pointiest monopoly uh character. Where and, is it? Well, it's not here. That's the problem. Well, why not? It ain't here. Did Monopoly recently change one of the things so it's a cat? I don't know. What is the thing that looks like a metronome? Uh, that is the iron. Or the wheelbarrow. The wheelbarrow. No, no, no. The thing... Okay, so check out the pulse width modulation intensity. Yeah, yeah. There's a wheelbarrow from the top. Where did the... Wheel- I've never seen a wheelbarrow uh, in Monopoly. Yeah, they've had it for a while in the official sort of set. <clears throat> what? Um, what's, what's your Monopoly uh, token of choice? Dog, obviously, mate. I, I used uh, to go with the dog, but now I'm a bit more refined and I go for the iron. I, I do quite like If I can't get the dog, I'll have the iron. Yeah, I was never into it, the vehicles. No, well, the car's pretty cool. But if you're, if you roll like double one and you're just like going two spaces in the sports car, that like the irony of that is just horrendous. <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, if you get the iron, you know, you, you can feel like you're multitasking. Yeah, <laughs> you're doing some ironing. <laughs> getting at the same some time. shit done, my friend. <laughs> I'm not just playing. I am working. <laughs> um, um, like I okay. What I don't get is what I want Cork to be working on is bringing loads and loads of their workstation keyboards <laughs> to plug-in versions. I know, but instead do. they're making board game licenses. Yeah. I mean, is this gonna sell more copies of their iPad freaking synth? Really? I, I'm considering buying this, but I'd probably just rather play Monopoly. Yeah, uh, I don't get it this must this looks like it took work man more to the point what would should they have done differently uh oh my god there's different pictures hang on oh my god have you seen the the chaos pads no i oh look at picture three mate hold on a second this is crazy okay picture three 
As far as I'm concerned, oh. this is the biggest news that has ever happened with music tags. <laughs> I have seen the Chaos Pad, actually. Yeah, you reminded me. They should have done it like the whole board, though, mm. inst- because it's kind of like a mini version of the boards. If the whole with- board was it. Yeah. Oh, God, can you imagine? You know what they should have done? The arpeggiator should have been a chance card. Oh, my God. You know? Well, oh, like, it feels like, yeah, you should, like, the next logical step is actually incorporating the board game into your patch creation. <laughs> but I don't know how realistic this is. But this seems, this seems that something has been done because Monopoly sounds like Monopoly. There's no other reason for this to happen. I know, there's the whimsical world of uh, Oh, it's music so production. much whimsy, man. It's great, but... Yeah, there there are more things that could have been a, a little bit different. Um, I'm just unhappy that this exists. Yeah. Because I, yeah, this is just, this is like adding insult to injury. Where is my freaking W30 or what? No, is that a Roland actually? What am I thinking of? Whatever it is, I want more workstation keyboards as plugins. I don't want a twee interface for my iPad. I own this. I'm not going to use this use this thing. This is <laughs> lo- beyond ludicrous. Uh, oh. This really rubbed you up the wrong way. It really has, man. This is everything that is wrong with the world, do you reckon basically. Korg were the ones developing this, or no, I guess they wouldn't get the Monopoly guys to do it, would they? Well, yeah. I mean, it's not... And I'm sure it's Spears Games or whoever owns the rights to the IP approached them. This is beyond insanity, man. Okay, <laughs> right, I'm really upset now. Let's talk about something else. Would it perk you up if we talked about the new MIDI ring? Oh, brilliant. Well, okay, well, we may as well talk about it now while I'm still upset. You're, so, yeah. you're a man who, who loves the concept of MIDI rings. Yeah, this is, a, a, this is the other thing that's wrong with the world, basically. And the Neova ring is... Uh, it is supposed to be used while playing the keyboard. So you, you pop it on your finger and what? then it does its thing as you play the keyboard. Push down the keys. Ring does its stuff. Now the first and most obvious thing wrong with this, other than it being a MIDI ring, yeah. is that there's a massive wire on it. Oh, is there? Yeah. That is really dumb. I don't want it. I don't want to be involved with it. This is a company and called... Sure, I don't play keys myself, but I don't know if flapping your hands up and down while you're playing a synth, is that really very practical? I, I'm going to say no. Okay, right. <laughs> um, yeah. I. It just feels like, oh, are we reaching peak ridiculous MIDI product by now? I Yeah, it seems like everything's just like... It feels like the music tech has become too mainstream now with all of this fa- this Monopoly stuff and this MIDI ring stuff. It feels like we want to dial it back and go back to things. Because th- what was sexy about making music was that it was like you were a bit like a scientist and you were working a lab with all this esoteric kit. And now we've got freaking Monopoly pieces, people having fun performing music. That's not what it's about. Over my dead Yeah, body. yeah. They'll have to take my... Uh, um, Roland D50 manual for my cold, dead hands, mate. Because, yeah, this all this stuff, I'm not keen on, man. Uh, well, the Enhancia 
Is that what it's called? That's what the guys are called. The Enhancia Neova is this MIDI ring, and it is currently on Kickstarter, due for delivery, March 2019. So you've got a year to bring them down. Oh, wicked. Okay. I'm going to chop all the fingers off every synth owner between now and then, and that will hopefully stop the Kickstarter from reaching its goal. Maybe you can just chop their ring fingers off. Well, okay, maybe that's good. Well, I could put it on another finger. I don't know. And it connects with a lead, does it? Yeah, it um, connects via USB or you can connect it to other MIDI gear. I'm sure that there's someone out there who's just like, oh my God, this is exactly what I want. What I don't get is, what's the advantage of this one over the other one that we were talking about a few episodes ago, which doesn't have a cable coming out of it? Or the other ones that have come out in the past. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, think, I don't think any has an advantage. I don't think there's such thing as an advantage when you're talking about a MIDI ring. Yeah. Like, what about, why not, why not just like stick it to your head and then you can like do head nods yeah, sort of things easier. rather, that'd be easier than having to flap your <clears> hands around. Or you could put a sensor on your foot. So when you press your foot down, it like sustains the notes, for example. That is a, br- that is a brilliant idea. If there's some way you could incorporate that into an actual piano, yeah. then now you're talking. And maybe mate. another pedal next to it where you could sort of dampen it a bit. But like a low, sort of low pass filter sort of vibe. Yeah, make, yeah, make it a like bit quieter. That. Yeah, nice. Uh, that, I, think, I think that would work really room, well. you yeah. could call it. Yeah. Okay, sick. Well, here's our Kickstarter. Let's do, let's do that. <laughs> That's, we should have a real uh, um, piss take Kickstarter for the MIDI keyboard. Okay, what it is is it's a box. Uh-huh. Audio in, audio out. Yeah. It looks like the bottom bit of a piano with like freaking brass pedals or whatever they're made out of. Yeah. And it's got a low pass filter and a reverb in there. You press your foot down. Boom, son. Low pass that stuff. Yeah, but other foot down, bit of reverb. Yeah, yeah. Will it accept MIDI? No. Oh, God, no. No. <laughs> what were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Not geared up to work with wireless MIDI or standard wired MIDI. I, it should barely work with audio, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> can, we, can we just have two phono cables on either side? <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> Let's calm your soul okay. by talking about what I alluded to before. Yuhi, you're a wreck. Yeah, this has blown my mind. So what's what's the deal, son? Yeah, well, Yuhi posted a little uh, thing-thang up on their Facebook page and uh, seemingly teasing a Yuhi-branded uh, Eurorack modular... Wow. Modular... What's the word? Module. It's a module. Oh, it's a modular module. Module. Modular piece. <laughs> making modular modules now. Yeah, uh, Superbooth, which is in a few days now. Yeah. Uh, they should be debuting something along these lines. Um 3.5 mil jacks. Uh, the picture on their Facebook is only a little Yuhi logo emblazoned into a couple of uh, into the frame with a couple of ports in there. What do you reckon? So it could we be? just have no idea. Uh, is it just going to be a uh, synth diva? Is well, <laughs> I mean, I guess no. It's, it's obviously not going to be your rack emulation of a plugin. Yeah, that would be that's too meta, man. Rackzilla. Rack, oh my god! Now I've been, I've seen that film, and I've been to that club. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there's really no clues at all. No, unless they've done anything recently on their Facebook page. Well, do you know what? Fair play to Urz, man, because he is a wicked developer, and I'm sure if he's coming out with some hardware, it'll be sick. Um, 
I mean, maybe he'll make more money with flogging hardware than software. I mean, that's got to be a real, like a real big incentive it's to probably, move into the hardware arena. Probably a passion project for those guys as well, because sure. they love great sound and they, I assume they love Eurorack because they, they're in Germany, right? So who doesn't love Eurorack? Well, totally, man. You know, Germans have to make techno for two hours a day by law. So it kind of <laughs> makes sense. But looking good. Yeah, cool, man. Well, I'll be interested to see what happens. I'm certainly not going to invest in any Eurorack kit, though. Um, we can pretty definitively say it's definitely going to be a synth, right? It can't not be a synth. He's well, got he's, a... got, he's got his whole effects suite and everything. Yeah, but, but... that's like, they don't haven't touched that for ages. No. And... The width, so, yeah, but like, if it is, say, no, it must be something new. It must be new and a synth, because it would not make any sense for it to be a software uh, hardware emulation of a software emulation of hardware or just a cv sequencer or something boring like no that. i don't you know i think it'll be something synthy i guess it's got a cv trigger there it's got a couple of little lighty things which are looking lovely oh, i haven't done any like cv stuff for ages so i can't even extrapolate from that picture what this might be at all well, it so. looks like we're gonna find out in a few days exactly what it is but it's nice it's just nice to see someone doing something different yeah man i've I got that a lot is, of time not, for not in ring form yeah man like i've got a lot of time for us he brings out stuff that is really good and innovative and sounds great and people love it so do you know what he's he's got carte blanche to do what he likes from me so yeah that's cool One developer changing formats. Mm. And a lot of things have been happening with formats since we last spoke. What sort of formats? A lot of interesting stuff going on, Timmy. Okay, a lot yeah. of I'll be the judge things. of how interesting it is, mate. Okay, so, you know, um, the old Native Instruments, Complete Control. Yes. And Machine. They NKS biz. NKS. So NKS was originally just for instruments, and the idea was it's a protocol that a any developer can set up in their synth or instrument and if you're playing a complete control keyboard such as the one over there it looks nice uh you should it will incorporate the abilities of that keyboard mm -hmm. or machine i believe as well uh, it's got two screens in it so you can use the screens and sort of select patches you can preview patches as well mm -hmm. and that all worked pretty nicely um i've had i've had good experiences with it that's um, cool and now the news is that NKS is also going to be serving effects as well. Yeah, I see that like haven't like Waves actually brought out like they've updated their stuff now, so it's got NKS in like some of their some of their stuff now. Mm, mm. Some of the developers that are doing it are a bit hit and miss. Um some of the significant guys, some minor. Um but yeah, I think we've been seeing people bring them out in drips and drabs since they announced the NKS effects. Some of them got there on day one because mm -hmm. they already knew. Some of them haven't yet. Uh, but yeah, Waves doing it is a nice uh, nice little point. So are you, is this something that interests you, seeing as you've actually got the complete control keyboard? Well, <laughs> it, it interests me in finding out how good it is. It's unclear, to be honest. Uh, the NKS instruments work quite well. Um, I never quite got it set up before I upgraded my OS because it didn't quite like the previewing function. The idea was that you could preview patches from all your 
NKS synth. Oh, okay, that's cool. That's so cool you just thing. you just turn the knob and it goes through patches, say alphabetically, regardless of what synth they're from. So you can. Oh wow! Okay. You can, you can have a you can have something running. Uh, you can have say a few elements of a track running, and you can just you can be auditioning a sound, and you can search all the sounds from all your NKS ready instruments, and just scroll through them and they'll automatically load a sort of preview patch and you can whittle that down by name or by type or category or something like that. And so you don't have to load this plugin and then try a load of patches, load that plugin, try a load of patches. You should theoretically have them all ready. I'm not quite sure how that's going to work for effects. Oh, well, I mean, I guess it's the case where you can say, right, I really want a really pumping compression now, mm. and then it'll cycle through all your patches that are tagged with that. True, true. So I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that does sound pretty good, because at the moment, the system we, I guess, most people are using are is you're fanning around on one effect, and then you're like, nah, I don't like this. I'm going to try another effect. Whereas mm. it seems like this might be a, a bit more of an efficient way to work, really. Yeah, it could well be. Um, I'm just wondering, for example, you try one compressor, you set some attack and release, and then you want to switch out the compressor. W would it maybe keep the attack and release the same? No, no, no is it going no, that deep? Yeah, that doesn't seem likely. Um, but having all your compressors switchable from one knob would be nice. You know? What do you mean? Well, you'd be able to whittle it down to okay. just the compressors and flip through them and say, yeah, that sounds good. Or probably more practically, just the flanges and say, that's great. I'll tweak that a bit sure. more. Because uh, there's a bit more difference between different flanges. This seems to be the sort of thing where you would have to be like, where it would be like good if you were really involved and you were making loads of and tagging loads of these sort of patches mm. yourself, I guess. But for people who have less time to make music, I guess it's not really so practical. Yeah, I mean, my my complete control is basically just a glorified MIDI controller. Yeah, I don't go that deeply into its functions. Although I do do a bit of browsing for like contact patches, for example, or okay. um, I do sometimes launch sense. the complete control software, which is basically a little player host where you can scroll through everything it's not necessarily a door but it's sort of a host and you can use that as a plugin as well um okay. in order to use the actual sort of firmware behind the hardware um and yeah it's it's quite good to scroll through and preview everything but sometimes it takes quite a while to load everything like i i feel like sometimes Aww. a contact patch for example takes a long time to load in complete control compared to loading in contact really that might just be me being an idiot but I have felt that in the past. I'm pretty sure you're insane, but I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, well that that would be that would be annoying. So it looks like they've got a pretty big list of developers. Yeah, there, though. developers on board. AAS always good. Arturia best service. Most of these, by the way, will be um, the guys who have set up their instruments with it. Um, I'm trying to look for plugin developers, yeah, mostly effect developers, uh, people like Drum Drops, Big Fish. Heaviosity are in there with um, their instruments, but I don't think their effects yet. Impact Soundworks, Korg mm -hmm. are in there with their weirdly, um, weirdly named synths. London, Madrid, Marseille, blah blah blah. What? What are those? Have you not heard of those? There's the old. Um, it's the old Korg uh, gadget where all their different little modules and small instruments are 
named after towns, which is a that's one way to get around uh, copyright and yeah, intellectual property, so. but it's one way to confuse what's, the fuck out of people. What's Swindon? <laughs> Yeah, the uh, Swindon Swing Generator. Oh, sick! Now you're talking. (laughs) The Reykjavik... uh, Ray Keith Respace emulator, is that right? Darn tootin'. uh, Yeah, wicked. Yeah, but, you know, it's one way of saying, oh, this town seems to be related to this kind of synth, you know? Like, uh, like a 303, for example. Yeah, it's it's, Detroit. It has its roots. Going back to NKS... um, Luftrum's on there. Shout out to Luftrum. Output are on it with some of their things, which is nice. And Project Sam, Rob Pappen, also instruments. So not many effects have actually surfaced, even from someone like Softube. They've just got their heartbeat drum machine on there. Okay. Um, Spitfire have got uh, Mr. Hans Zimmer. Yes, he is NKS compliant. Oh, my God. Or so I'm told. Yeah, right. Um, Let's not talk about Zimmer again, mate. Sugar Bites Tornado. There's a good one for um, what for NKS okay. and just getting tactile. Okay, that's nice. Um, and yeah, you here on there. People are getting on it, um, but you know it must annoy developers when standards come out. Fortunately, NI are quite good at saying, "Look, this is just a standard. We're not trying to replace all of the standards. We're just offering something else." Yeah, I mean, I guess it makes sense. I'm sure I'm sure there are people out there who are going to find it incredibly useful. And I guess it's, you know, a selling point for devs as well. So, you know, more power to them, I guess. And to have waves on it. Waves. Yeah, and yeah. You love, obviously. I love, I love waves. Uh, they've, they've definitely got a lot of their effects on there. So that's that's great. If you've got wave effects, if you've got a complete controller or a machine, you can mess about with them relatively easily without having to touch your computer. Because who wants to touch a dirty computer? I know. Well, let me bang on about mouse and keyboard for a bit, mate. Okay. My Logitech mouse that I love, which I got with a second-hand computer that I bought in the noughties or something, stopped working the other day. So I had to go out of my house. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I know. I had to go to PC World, but... Is that still a place? It... It, it, mate, there was no one in there under <laughs> 50, apart from me and the staff, basically. Um, and like, everyone in there looked really confused. Did they only, by any chance, did they only sell like 70 quid hyper mouses? No, well, let me tell you this, mate. Okay. The mouse I bought was five quid, oh. wired advent mouse, and it's beautiful. It's one of the best mice I've ever used, mate. Cheap mice? We're living in a golden age of cheap mice now, mate. You've got all these like crazy gamer mice with like sixty buttons. I've got two buttons. I've got a. I've got. A, I was going to call it a mod wheel. Then <laughs> I've got a, a wheel. It's just a wheel, mate. It's an absolute thing of beauty. So I'm well. I'm well hyped with that. That's my new format. Fair Doing enough. everything with a new mouse. You should have gone to Maplin, or are they now out? R.I.P. Mate, Toys R uh, Us, Maplin, everything. Cakewalk, Woolworths, Blockbuster, well, Starburst, down. Opal Fruits. <laughs> Moving on, staying with the format theme. TC Electronic. You know TC Electronic. Yeah, I'm not still unhappy with them because I bought a power core in the noughties and <laughs> I can't use my virus synth on it anymore. I always thought you might have something to do with TC Electronic. Yeah, they stole my name as well, mate, yeah. as well as my money. Um, well, they've done something very interesting. They have released a delay. Um, well, no, they, they have a 
supposedly legendary delay rack unit, the TC2290. Okay. Hardware delay. And they've released a plugin of it. And that plugin, get this, this is going to go meta. I'm going to inception you right oh, now. Oh, God, what? That plugin has a dedicated hardware interface for <gasps> it. So this is a plugin, okay. plugin emulation of an old piece of rack uh, delay, which has a hardware controller to control the plugin, which is emulating something that used to be hardware. That is really meta. Do you know what? This is a fair enough idea. I wish they'd done it with the power core virus instead, because that's something people might actually want to buy. Mm. Like, how, I don't know how you... Why Why is using a hardware control good for a delay? Because yeah. you think there wouldn't be that many Strange thing controls. to use. Yeah. For. Like, yeah, synth, brilliant. Go ahead. Uh, so I can't really see that. Is it like it got like a nice big knob on it or a couple of big knobs? No, that's the thing. It's just got buttons. It looks a bit like a black phone from the 90s. <laughs> Amazing. It's sort of keypad style buttons. That is absolutely ludicrous. In fact, it has got the 01235789 dot enter keyboard on it which is exactly what you get on a phone but you've got you've got you've got number buttons on your computer and you don't have to take up your desk space with it looks nice it looks cool don't get me wrong i'd like to have it in my studio apart from it would take up desk space for one delay for one specific delay which is also a plugin and you can just use the plugin yeah how much does this cost? Because I want to get angry now. It's a very strange move, isn't it? How much does it cost? It costs 349 clams. <laughs> American clams, of course. Okay. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Spondoolies. And it should be available June of this year. Uh, I don't know who that's aimed at. Any ideas? Weirdos? <laughs> yeah, but all this stuff is aimed at weirdos, mate. Just, You're going to have to be more specific. It's got me thinking. Isn't it time... For a generic plug-in controller. No. No? What, like NKS, you oh, mean? That's the thing. A bit like NKS, but just... It's a, a computer keyboard and mouse. A little one. A little one to have on the side of your desk. So you don't need a whole complete control or machine. Uh-huh. And you can scroll through your NKS stuff, for example. You know who's already done something similar? Who? And I didn't appreciate until I saw all these things. Who? Softuse Console 1. Oh, okay. You know, that's uh, basically a channel strip controller. You've got compressor and EQ, and it works with a lot of stuff. So you have your compressor and EQ, and you can just knock between channels and reset everything. You are rolling your eyes. Oh, mate. Do you know what what the future is? 499 Advent Mouse, mate. (laughs) That is the future of technology. Disposable, efficient, quick... Also, I've just seen your mouse there. Your mouse is ridiculously over the top. That it, is a pretentious mouse. It's not a pretentious there. mouse. It looks it's, like a mouse that a Klingon would have. It, it's for repetitive strain injury. It's, oh, is it? It's not a gamer mouse. It's a vertical mouse. Oh, So God. you hold your hand in the natural position instead of twisted. Oh, around. okay. Otherwise... My arm seizes up and I have to probably go to hospital or something. Oh, God, you're such a delicate flower. I am, I am. But it also has, like, back and forward buttons that I never use. And Okay. But, you know... It's... It looks like an iron. You could play Monopoly with that thing. Yeah, I mean, that's probably why I got it, really. <laughs> I probably could iron a few shirts with it, too. I'm going to get a mouse that looks like a dog, mate. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll see he's clever. A dog sort of curled up. Oh, yeah, around. imagine that. Or, like, a dog and you could just, like, pet its head and that would be the mouse control. <laughs> the dog ears could be your clickiness and oh, it's, nice. it's little rough tongue could be a scroll wheel. Oh, that would be great. I want it. 
Next, Akai yes. Pro. Akai, if you will. Oh, okay. Uh, their NPC door is now available for everyone. Yeah. And, uh, to work with generic and every MIDI controller rather than just to use with their own. But why have they done this, James? Why? <sighs> I, I guess they are trading off the legendary NPC name. Well, how are they going to monetize it? Get and get a bunch of people to buy their controllers? I don't... See it happen. No, the door itself costs um, 199 American clams. Oh, so it's not. Fr- I just thought they were making it free no, for some reason. You'd think that because you'd think that because it would come free with their controllers. Right. They've now unleashed it. But no, no, you've got to buy the door for use with other means. Oh, that kind of makes more sense. I mean, I guess, I guess it's got plenty of sort of unknown legendary NPC swing in there, stuff like that. I don't think there is any like magic to the NPC swing. I think it's swing. So I am I'm out Dragon's Den style. I mean I'm sure it's wicked. And if you love NPCs and stuff mm. and that's your jam, I guess this is cool. It's yeah. you know fair fair play. Or if you've got a, a similarly configured uh, bunch of drum pads or pad pad controller and you you just want a different way of working. Yeah. Or you want to switch it up a bit then fair enough. Yeah. But I don't know, calling it a door. Can can they really call it a door? Is it really that sophisticated? Um, I, d- I haven't looked into it loads myself. Um, I'm not sure this is going to catch on. Mm. But yeah, I, I do think they're basically trading off the NPC name. And uh, Well, that'd be crazy not to, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Finally, we've talked about a lot of formats. Yeah. You know, you see what I mean? Formats are all flooding back. we got... <laughs> We got Yuhi going into your Arak. Formats are back in fashion. <laughs> we've got <laughs> we've got uh, complete control and NKS with effects doing some weird format stuff. We've got Akai. We've got a plug-in emulation of a rec unit which has got a dedicated hardware controller. And finally, we have Roland and Puma's 808 sneaker. <gasps> Say what? Yeah, yeah, it's an 808. Brand well, I don't know. I don't know if I'd call it an 808 branded sneaker because really, it just looks a bit like the 808 color scheme. Yeah, which is an ugly color scheme. Let's face it. Mm, I think you're only these are only going to be recognized by people in the know. You know. Oh great! So someone who knows what an 808 is can come up and talk to you about your shoes. Yeah, it's, kill me now. It's it's okay. You know, it's it's a shoe, but. That's about it, right? It's, yeah. It, Did you see the Sonic the Hedgehog sneakers that they announced? A I didn't. Ago? No, are they just really huge and red? <laughs> no, well, they they were kind of pixelated out, so you couldn't oh, really, really see the detail. But they look, you know, for pixelated shoes, they look pretty fly. I always thought they would kill your arches. What? What? Like it's, having shoes? No, they don't actually look like Sonic the Hedgehog's okay. shoes. Can you actually run incredibly fast in them? Oh well, of like, course. You've loops, got to go fast. Yeah, do sure, loops sure. and stuff. Yeah, well, it's a shame because when when anyone says drum machine shoe, you want it to go boom. Yeah, boom. Exactly. Right foot, left. Foot, yeah, right yeah, foot, yeah. Left foot. Yeah, sure. And you know that's that's not happening. Um, you know, maybe the the heel could be the kick. Yeah. The toes of each shoe could be open and closed hat, and the heel of the other foot can be the snare. Well, you see, you're going to have to kind of walk with a bit of a skip to get that swing sort of thing going on. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? That, that I walk with a bit of a skip anyway. <laughs> You've got swag. I I don't think I haven't noticed. You skip on down. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, 
premium leather black upper, whatever that is, micro perf <laughs> vents, whatever they are, six mil flat reflective laces, no idea. Yeah. Reflective midsole details, what's that? It sounds like something that's really for people who know what shoes are, basically. Yeah, they're Puma and Roland branded, but, you know, and of course they're called RS0. RS-0. I don't understand that. Roland Shoe Zero. I guess so. Um... They should have a glove called RSI that gives you (laughs) crippling, (laughs) like, muscle and bone problems. And it should have have a MIDI controller baked into it for when you're playing keyboard. What it, yeah, this, okay, if these shoes had a MIDI controller baked in ring style, now, now you're talking. That's a product that we need. We are online. Are we? Yes, and you can find us there on Facebook, Appetite for Production. That is definitively the number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twitter, at A4P Podcast. That is, again, the number four. Mm-hmm. We... Do have a subreddit if you're that way inclined. Uh-huh. Slash R slash A4P podcast. And which is the one that I left out? Yeah. Um, dot com. I, dot com. A4P podcast. Also, what's the YouTube channel A4P podcast? I have no idea, but you can find it. Yeah, wicked. Learn to use Google, idiot. You remember when we talked about the Roland cloud, right, son? And yes. I, I had a lot to say about it without really knowing what I was you talking had, about. You had some disparagement, yeah. Well, yeah, well, I've gone done, installed that MFNL, mate, and I've been using it. Are you going to issue a retraction? Well, I now have more knowledge about it, so I'm not going to exactly issue a retraction, but I can give you a bit, of a, a bit more of a nuanced view on it. So the deal is, it's, in fact... There's a few things about it that are very irritating. One, Naturally. it is confusing, man. Like, they do not explain how it all works. Have they I, named all the synths after the cities? They're named after years, oh, mate. So it's just like, yeah, it's even thanks, worse. mate. Yeah. It's like, oh, brilliant. <laughs> just a load of numbers. Amazing. And they're not the same numbers that are on the synths either. So that's annoying. Um, and it's like, and so basically you have to, you have to install this freaking orchestra player or something to be able to play the freaking synth things back so it's really confusing also i was supposed to have a 30-day trial and like four days after i'd signed up money started coming out of my paypal so that was annoying and i haven't had time to sort that out (laughs) so i'm pretty irritated on both of those fronts on the plus side here's the deal so loads of the synth stuff um like most of the old workstation stuff that is all these synths that are named after years. You load them up in this. Essentially, it's a rompler, and you can play it back. You know they're sampled. It's not really what I want, but it's the sounds. You know a lot of the sounds are still great, so I'm pretty hyped about that. Mm. The good thing is you get proper, full-on emulations, not just samples of the D50 and the JV1080, which are two legendary sample and synths. Getting a plug-in version of the JV1080 has been a dream of mine since VST came out. Right. So I'm incredibly excited about that. Um, it's like at first you think that you can't program them, but there's like there's a button that you click and then the whole interface just like pops out and everything. It's so much better to program than an actual JV1080. Um, I am in synth pad heaven right now. It's really, really good. Um, the annoying thing is it's a subscription service. So you do have to pay monthly. 
But if you if you use it for 12 months, mm-hmm. if you pay for 12 months, they don't even have to be consecutive months or anything. Okay. They'll give you one of the oh, instruments. Just one? Yeah, just one. So, so and that's, But it's pretty expensive. So you are paying quite a lot for that. But plug-in JV1080 is just like one of the things I want most in the world. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just going to go for it. And also I really I like, so that was the thing I played with the most because I'm, I'm pretty au fait with the, with the 1080. I'm not so, um, I've got a D550 box, which is really pain in the ass to program because it's just buttons and little things. So I haven't got so much into the program, the software D50, but that seems great as well. And I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to having a play with it. So, you know, I've got some reservations, but I'm just really, ex- I'm just really happy to have my plug in 1080, man. It's just, it's a, d- it is a dream come true for Timmy. Well, that's so, good. Yeah. And, you know, as I keep reluctantly saying about subscription deals, if you fancy it, you can just dip out for a couple of months and dip back in when you're ready. Yeah. And it's good that they've done this thing where you can like not subscribe for a few months, but it'll still count towards getting your, 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 your free gift essentially. That's pretty charitable. Although I think it well, should, I don't know. Cause you're still, you're it should come after, a lot. it should come before 12 months. Like maybe every quarter or six months. Cause you pay, you paying 20 quid a month. Yeah. Man. So yeah. like essentially more or less. I mean, and you do get a load of stuff. Like there's a loads of like virtual synths, like there's like virtual Jupiters and 1080s and stuff and everything, which I haven't actually used yet. Cause I'm all about my samples and synthesis. So I'm looking forward to trying those out. But yeah, I mean, what I really want is I just want to freaking buy the D50 and the 1080 outright. That would, that would be amazing. But that, you know, that, these aren't the times we're living in. Is that not possible using it? You can't just buy them outright. Well, that's, a, that's a shame, actually. They could have got a bit more money, I guess. Well, you well, that. I don't know. I mean, I guess they just wanted people to, to sign up, subscribe. Yeah. So I guess I'm going to, if I want the JV1080 and D50, I'm going to be subscribing for two years at least. So they got me by the balls. Yeah, I guess our businesses just love that uh, reliable income. Getting source of income, sure, man. It's, it's cash flow. It's like honey to them, you know? Also, I, you know... I think I'm quite an unusual in the, you know, um, a plug-in JV1080 is like something that I dream about at night, every night. I'm not sure a lot of people won't be of that mindset. So sure. I understand that it's, you know... Yeah, you you love your 1080 snowboarding. I love... Uh, yeah, it's me. I, I spin round fully three times <laughs> when I whenever I load that plug-in up. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Pretty exciting. It's like something out of Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, my head's yeah, it's Exorcist style. <laughs> um, yeah, so so yeah, Roland Cloud. You know, not in my bad books quite so much Lovely. at the moment. Well, I've got a bit of a retraction. Oh, while okay. We're, while we're on the subject, while we're while we're admitting our faults, I, yeah. I was dissing the uh, Spotify recommendations and say saying that it. it it recommended yes, mate. It recommended me state of mind three times in a morning. Not and, enough, if anything. And while that was while that was great and everything, it three times in one morning. Mm. I mean, even I'm not good enough for that. Right, right, okay. But it did give me the state of mind bug, and I did start listening to a hell of a lot of state of mind. Really? And I did also interview state of mind. <laughs> oh my god! The other day, so I think Spotify. I, I yeah, that recommendation and that heavy push. For three times in one morning, yeah, I guess it was right. trying to tell me something, and it was correct. Do you know? Okay, do you know who's behind this all? Mark Zuckerberg. He is being paid by State of Mind. He's giving money to Spotify. It's ending up with you interviewing State of Mind. Okay. It all fits. They know I'm I'm a, a small time hack journalist, and <laughs> they have targeted me. You're not small time, Cambridge Analytica hack. style. <laughs> 
man, this thing goes deep. It, this, it goes straight to the top, mate. Yeah, is that why I get Edith Piaf? Is, is she also in she's, on it? She's angling for some coverage, mate. <laughs> <laughs> she wants she wants to give you a list of her top five man, soft synth plugins. I feel like I've fallen into a honey trap or something. <laughs> Just like Watergate or Deep Throat. This isn't going to surprise you much at all, mate. Mm. I bought another Waves plugin. Okay, is it a workstation? <laughs> no, oh God, I wish, no. mate. Um, oh, I've waves made. Okay, hang on, let me guess. Talk. No. Um, not a one. I've already bought Talk, by okay. the way. Never use it. Not a one knob plugin, right? No. Um, I okay. don't go one knob, mate. And it, I don't think it will be a Chris Lord Elge or a Butch Fig artist. Not series. Nah, is it a recent one? No. It's, is cla- it it's harmonic exciter or something. Oh, you're so close. Go on. Come Kramer tape. Kyle Kramer tape, which we were talking about. Amazing. Okay. It sounds wicked. Lovely. It sounds really good. Like for for twenty nine dollars or whatever I bought it for. Absolutely wicked. I had a bit of a bone to pick with Waves because uh, being being a massive Studio One guy, I got their newsletter and there was this um, fifty dollars off Waves plugins coupon. And it didn't you really. You can't use it on sale stuff, presumably, because they'd be giving you money. No, here it is. It's fifty dollars off, but only as a fifty percent. So what? If you spend a hundred dollars, you get fifty dollars off. Oh. Uh, yeah, it was annoying because it looked as but if. Hang on, doesn't that mean that you can get a twenty-nine dollar plug-in? Can you use it on sale stuff? Because then you get a twenty-nine dollar yeah, plug-in for fourteen fifty. Th- so that is a bargain. I think it would on sale stuff. I think it would take it down to twenty-five percent's worth. So then you would take about seven fifty off it, yeah. and it would be a twenty nine dollar plug in for what twenty two fifty, which is something. But yeah, it was a shame. Well, like considering you can like they had the G channel strip on sale the other day, uh-huh. whatever, and like you know people spaffed themselves over that. So you know, I had I'd gone through everything in order to try and put a couple of things totaling fifty in my basket. So I went just for cheapest first and picked out a couple of things while I still thought it was 50 quid of just free Waves plugins. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I couldn't find that much that I really wanted. I think I was going to go for talk. But the other thing I wanted to go for was the King's microphones. What's that? They, those oh, are, yeah. like the King's speech yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. I just really like... Emulating... Yeah. Like, <laughs> I thought, if I'm going to emulate a microphone, I want to emulate a crusty... 1930s piece of shit microphone okay uh and i wanted to use it i wanted to get it especially so we could use it on this podcast and we could do a little fakery king speech thing yeah in the end it was only 50 dollars off as a certain percentage which was a shame so you got kramer tape machines happy yeah, really Are you happy. happy. Yeah, now? yeah, I'm really happy. Well, no, I'm not overall. I'm still very upset at the state of the world, but in terms of this plugin pretty good excellent yeah. excellent so and i tell you another little plugin i bought i can't pronounce this guy's name properly i think it's mattia demange he has released a plugin that emulates the um da converters i believe of an akai s950 this plugin is called the rx950 so you've got a gain control um like a bandwidth control, which is essentially like a sort of sample rate reduction thing, uh-huh. a, f- a non-resonant filter, um, and something else I can't remember. Can you All see right. on the interface there? Yeah. So input gain, filter, output level. Oh, okay, okay. Mono. Yeah, mono. So mono basically input. you can drive 
bit crush and filter a bit. Okay, so this is getting like this is getting you the sound of classic, not quite good enough digital. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so like sort of um, late eighties, early nineties sampling. The twelve bit legendary sound. Yeah. Okay, and how is it? It's fine. It's like seventeen euros. Does the job. Fair you know, enough. It's pretty good. Pretty yeah. Good. Didn't didn't like blow my mind or anything, but um, I mean, I don't I don't know. Even if it had been absolutely perfect, it would have blown my mind. Really. I mean, back when I was using hardware samplers, they were like really posh and high end. Oh, so yeah. I didn't think, oh yeah, this has got like a really how many bits? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um. So yeah, but it, that's a cool little thing that's worth worth checking out in, if you're into a little bit of your, you know, your your crusting stuff up a little bit. And the you know the gain sounds pretty good. That's good. The the filter's nice. You know, I mean, it's a it's a bit of a shame it doesn't have resonance, but I guess that's. I mean, I, I'm not familiar with the S950. Uh, in particular, but I guess maybe that didn't have a resonant filter. Mm. And the bandwidth reduction is cool. I guess it would be a resonant filter after the uh, conversion stage anyway, so you could put your own resonant filter on in a pinch. Um, what do you mean? Well, the filter would, I assume, smooth out the digification. Well, yeah. I so mean... you could put one after it if you really wanted one. But yeah, like but I, what you like the thing is that one sounds a bit Akai. Uh-huh, so uh-huh. you kind of, you know, um and I really liked I did I actually I so I had the S two thousands back in the day. You'll be enthralled to hear, I'm uh-huh, sure. Uh-huh, and I had the uh-huh. filter board for it and the and the and the filters on there sounded wicked. So yeah, it'd be nice if it was a bit more of a full featured thing, but maybe that's something this dude's working on. Matthew Demange. Yeah. RX nine fifty. I want to tell you about the amp simulator to end all amp simulators. Well, I don't think that's a real thing. I don't think it's going to end amp simulators. Well, that is the ultimate one, but carry on. You know, amp sims have got a, a strange place in the world of electronic music production because people like to sometimes use them and they're very interesting to use. How I look at amp sims is they're basically, it's a bit like having a reverb and distortion rolled into one because you get your amp, you get distorted tones, and then you get your cabinet and your room. Oh, emulation. so you're not talking like preamps? You're actually talking about guitar amps. I, I'm okay, talking about guitar yeah, amps. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, you know, it's basically room reverb plus bunch of effects. It's like a multi-effects plugin. Yeah. Depending how you look at it. Sure, sure. Or you could take the cab out, and you can just use it literally as a circuit. Springy, springy reverb sort of thing. Exactly. Um, but yeah, they're, they're the kind of thing that everyone would like to use, That, but they're probably a bit too complicated to use for most electronic projects because it's like hitting in a nail with a JCB or something. You know? Yeah. You've got smaller things that can do the job. Um, but if you want a sort of room sound, you could try it. Uh, like how people are always talking about reamping, but no one ever really does it. No. Um but this goes even further with that complication. What? This is Axiom. It is the new amp sim by Blue Cat Audio. Do you know much about Blue Cat Audio? Yeah, I know about Blue Cat Audio. I'm surprised they're doing an amp sim. That doesn't well, really seem their bag. No, no, no. Because Blue Cat Audio, you probably know, are known for hosting plugins inside other plugins. Yes. Ah, so usually in an amp sim, you choose your cab and you choose your amp and you... swap them in and out, pick and mix, and you put a bunch of effects pedals at whichever stage in the signal chain you want them. Mm. But because this is a Blue Cat plugin, you get to put your own 
plugins oh. into your amp sim chain. So before the cab or after the cab or okay. before the amp or wherever you want it. It has 32 slots in and around it. You've got 32 slots. Yeah. <laughs> um, whether that's before, during, after, input, output, uh, 32 slots. And you can put one of uh, 40 built-in effects by Blue Cat, or you can just load one of your VST, AU, or VST3 effects into those slots. I guess this is good if your door isn't particularly friendly on the whole, having loads of inserts and rearranging them sort of vibe. True, um, but it's, it's also the fact that you can stick it at any point in the signal path. <laughs> you just you just like the phrase stick it in don't yeah. you <laughs> really do um so do you do you think this will be good then i think it's what amp sims should have been for a while virtual um yeah still amp sims yeah that's cool i mean it's cool they're taking it to the next level and that's not and i know that blue cat audio have a kind of a rep for for doing hosty sort of plugins yeah but they don't really have a rep for doing these sort of guitar sort of things. They did Destructor a while back, which was uh, just a sort of bear amp sim. Uh, okay. Not an amp for bears. but <laughs> They find it very hard to play guitar with their bear paws. Big paws. Yeah, big paws. Um, big paws. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, but I think this, this just feels right to me. And it also felt right when they released Late Replies, which is their delay plugin mm, uh, very uh, pretentious name for a delay plugin it's, it's a good name uh but a delay so plugin James. in which you can load effects into slots including your own vst and au effects including in the feedback loop now of the uh, delay. that's cool that's cool fair enough it's stuff in the feedback loop i like that's brilliant and it was a great idea and um the even cooler thing about late replies is that you could load an instance of late replies into late replies. Meta. You can also <laughs> load an instance of late replies into this amp sim axiom, and I assume you can load amp axiom into late replies if you want to. Flip. And you can go inception to a whole nother level, and never make any music ever again. Exactly. Because you're, yeah, you've got so many plugins involved. Genius. And this, since it's Blue Cat, it's also available. As a DirectX format plugin, <laughs> I don't. I still don't get DirectX format plugins. Well, Blue I didn't Cat, get them back in the day. Blue I Cat, don't get them now. Blue Cat King of the formats. Yeah, really is. Enough so, said. So formatty. Axiom, lovely. Ampsim, lovely. Let's talk about Moby. Mr. Moby. John Moby. Dave Moby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely his name. Um, yeah. Tell me what Moby's doing. What's he up to? Eh? He is vlogging some of his kit for charity. When you say some, is that about 100 pieces of kit? Well, I believe that's accurate, yes. Okay. Like, I don't know, mate. To be honest, I think if you're flogging anything, it makes you a bit of a lightweight. But, you know, whatever. Uh, and it's for charity, so fair enough. That is fair enough. Uh, Moby is selling, amongst other things, his Roland Jupiter 6. No idea that thing even existed. Casio CZ1000. Juno nice. 106. And loads more stuff. So I guess it's all going to be pretty pricey. Yeah, not only rare and well-kept, but also used in famous 
famous songs. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, we should. Uh, what we should do is take bets on how much he'll raise in total. Oh God. Okay. I'd love to do that. Just sort of. Uh, I mean, it's happening. Oh, it's happening today. Oh, let's bid on something, mate. Oh, what mate, you want? it might be happening right now. Oh, let's oh, let's get some Moby gear, man. Come on. I just, I just, I, I saw this story a while ago, and I wrote it down for the podcast, but I didn't realize it was going to happen on on podcast recording day. Okay, well, let's. It's let's... for the Physicians Com- Committee for Responsible Medicine, and uh, I cannot find this auction on their front page for some oh. reason. They're just terrible at marketing this physicians committee. Search. He's got a search box on it. Moby. Search, yeah. Search Juno 106. Dave Moby. Moby's nutrition tip. No. Moby's writing nutrition tips. Yeah. What is Moby all about, man? He's a bit of an interesting character. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. He was, was he originally a proper, proper Berlin style techno? Or no, he's, he, always... he was an American. He was American and he was making like proper straight up rave music. Right. And what a lot of people don't know about Moby is mm-hmm. that he put an EP out on XL recordings under the name UHF, which was sick and is some of his best stuff. Right. So that's worth checking out. But to be honest, he really started getting famous when he started making music that I didn't really like, like the Play <laughs> album and yeah. all that. that. That was the, the seminal popular album. Yeah, but like he did like loads of like happy hardcore in the mid nineties. No one remembers that shit, and mm. that was the that was the cool stuff. We should definitely bid on this. Okay, I found the oh the new wicked. Story. What are we gonna get, mate? I I've found... got no money, by the way. Uh, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> oh, Roland have got all my money. It, true. Okay, so what do we? We're do not we... go. We're not going for whatever that is because that looks really expensive. How do we bid on this stuff? Do you just like leave a comment on Facebook? Yeah. Just leave a comment that says a hundred dollars. I'm just I'm trying to take my money. <laughs> you're th- you're throwing money at the screen there. These guys really need to make it obvious for how to get to their auction. Maybe we're just really thick, mate. Did you ever think of that? Maybe we are. Uh, Maybe we are. There's some pictures there. Is that Roland Space Echo? Moby or Space Echo. Should we should should have that's gonna production that's gonna that? cost loads, mate. Uh, two sombreros. Uh, <laughs> One each. Worn by Moby and the Flaming Lips Wayne Coyne in the music video for The Perfect Life. No, I don't want a sombrero. Yeah, but there are two of them, mate. So you and you and I can each wear a sombrero. Yeah, that's sombreros, a good point. as every acoustician knows, are very good at stopping reflections. Oh God, yeah, that's a great point. It's basically a vocal isolator. Yeah, right. It's like mate. having an SE. Yeah, yeah, reflection exactly. filter. I'd but definitely buy his twelve ten. How much is that going for? Uh, I, I can't find how much anything's going uh. for at the moment. Come on, Moby, get your shit up there. Anyway, we'll check back later and see if uh, see if there are a load of people raising their hands or something. Yeah, you know, Moby did a thong, a thong, a thong. A th- he he made a and thong. A sombrero. He made it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, you basically you want to you want to team those up together for a really sexy look. <laughs> he did a song that went up to a thousand beats per minute. Have you heard that? Okay, uh, did it just translate back to a hundred beats per minute? No, it just sounded like. Well, it became sort of kind of tonal Surely i guess you would, if you divide it by two a few times it's 125 bpm oh let's not oh let's not get into once that. you once you get past a certain point you just double it down that's a shame we could have put a bid on while recording we the could podcast. have we could have solved medicine <sighs> never mind made some physicians more responsible <laughs> I 
Okay, let's let's talk seriously for a moment about uh, the passing of Avicii, which is obviously very sad. He was a 28-year-old man, which is obviously too soon for anybody, really. So it's a bit sad. He was a big name in dance music. Not my sort of thing personally, but I'm sure he brought a lot of joy to a lot of people. And he seems to have been crushed by the business i mean as you know as somebody who you know i'm not really in, involved with all that sort of stuff whatever i just i just read the same stuff as everyone else it seems like he had a bit of a rough ride and um he had alcohol issues and and despite being enormously you know successful and making loads of money it sounds like he had a pretty miserable run of it really I mean, it's it, just sad man it wouldn't be the first time that a significant well-known celebrity has had issues with things yeah yeah sure sure something to lean on yeah i mean is you know is the money and fame you know really worth it i i can't imagine it is you know we we can't really answer that question well no being rich and famous skin and no one knows who we are yeah but you know I don't know, like, you know, he worked really hard. Apparently, from what I've read, he used alcohol to calm himself before, um, like, going on stage, like, these gigantic shows that he played. Mm. I don't know, man. Like, I'm sure he got into dance music for the love of it. Um, I don't know. It seems to be It seems to be he was a literal casualty of the commercialization of dance music. And... Yeah, it's just really depressing. This is not what this is not what dance music or any sort of music should should be about. It should be about people having a nice time and doing something that they love, not for the money and, and not and it not being a horrible experience for them. Mm. So I don't know. It just makes me it makes me think. I you know it makes me think even more. I wish um, dance music would not be so sort of commercially successful and everything if this sort of thing's going to happen. But as you say, this 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 sort of thing happens in every kind of so it's not the first genre time. of music. It's it the, yeah, the by, by no means the first time and it won't be the last time, of course, yeah. <sighs> so yeah, sad sad times. Sad times. It it's a big thing and i guess it's also this moment when everyone realizes that he was twenty eight years old and thinks, oh, what am I doing with my life? And well, I don't know, man. Like, I'd rather I'd rather be making podcasts with you and having a cup of tea than having to drink a load of Jack Daniels and go and play EDM to a load of you know people who I don't know, maybe you know, would potentially worship you or whatever. I don't know, man. Is it is it really worth it to have like the emotional roller coaster and everything, man? I don't know. I'm not sure we've got anything particularly insightful. No, that. we really cannot exactly broach or go profound on this. But it's like, yeah, just like, I don't know, man. If you got the choice between making loads and loads of money and being miserable and dying of, you know, abusing your body and everything, or a choice of, I don't know, maybe not going so ham and having a bit of a nicer time, I don't know, maybe don't go so ham on it. But that's very easy for me to say because no one's ever given me the opportunity to sell out. Yeah. You, which I'd take like a shot. You haven't had your ham I haven't had my ham, no. I'm t I am well too old to go ham now, mate. Oh my <laughs> god. I I I can drink like one drink a night before feeling really rough and not being able to sleep. So yeah. And I'm pretty grateful for that. But you know, hopefully his death will be a warning to other up and coming artists who Yeah, that is that is a good point, you know. Mm. And maybe the industry as a whole. Possibly, but I can't, I don't know. Can you see lessons truly being learned? No, not really. People will look at it as an isolated incident. 
Yeah, I guess so. Um, I don't know. I did, maybe, I don't know. Maybe someone who is an up-and-coming DJ who is abusing drink or drugs to kind of like help them get through it or whatever. And they're feeling, st- like, basically, I think if you're feeling stressed, whatever you're doing, whether you're, you know, massively successful or not, or you're just a regular guy or whatever, um, I think it's I think it's important to to like look at your circumstances and maybe take a step back if like if you're if you're not enjoying things or whatever like you know I'm not making millions of quid but I certainly get stressed do you know what I mean mm. and I think it's and I think it's important to to always like sort of pay attention to what's going on to be present one may say and mindful of your situation yeah so, so yeah so I think that's maybe that's a lesson that we can we can all take a, a little lesson from poor old Avicii there. Let me introduce you to Tracklib. What? Lib as in library, lib as in liberation. Oh, wow, um, okay. Buy songs and then sample them legally. It's uh, That's what exactly what we were talking about. Is that the one? No, that's but that's what no, we were anticipating something like this. Right. So this is I guess I don't want to call it a Spotify style thing, although it is from Sweden. Uh 60,000 tracks currently in their library. Mm-hmm. Um so, you browse the Tracklib catalogue of 60,000 60, tracks. Uh, there are varying price bands. And then once you do select something, you choose exactly how much of it you're actually going to sample. So you can have, say, up to no more than two seconds. Uh, you can have up to 15 seconds or up to two minutes. And depending how much you're sampling, you commit to share a certain percentage of the revenue with the copyright holder. Okay. But and you don't get stems or anything. This is just like master file, I guess. Uh, it's just the master file, I believe. Okay. Uh, you do pay to get the track as well. A few varying price bands. But okay. basically, you know how much you're going to have to pay for it and how much percentage of your revenue you're going to have to pay for it, for that track. Hmm... Now, what this makes you think of is when you are sampling something, say you're doing some illicit sampling for a song that you've got on a CD or a record. Right. Um, you're not really like upfront saying, like giving them any money or whatever and mm-hmm. saying, yeah, I'm going to sample this. Because you have to fanny around and work out if this sample you've picked is going to work. And you're going to be able to make a bit of music with it, which sounds listenable. True. So how does that work with this or whatever? Um, you browse the catalogue, but yeah, can you preview So what? Stuff? So you get the song and then they expect you on honour to like go and say, oh, I've sampled this much rather than just piking it, basically. Well, probably. Here's how it works. Here's how it works. Okay. Don't tell me to dig deep. We have thousands of tracks from all over the world, and more is added every week. Listen to our collections of great music, or dig deep yourself and search by genre. So yeah, you've got to know by listening to it whether it's going to work for you. Now, if they had a standalone app and a plug-in in your door, which would connect so you could preview it in your door, that might do better. I, Loop cloud style. Here's the thing, bruv. I sample a lot of stuff and bin most of it. So if I've got to go through some red tape rigmarole every time that happens, that is going to be not a good look, I don't reckon. Mm. So well, It's nice that rights are sort of taken care of for you. 
that's true. I like to pirate music when I sample it, though. I Because I'm not making any money out of the music that I make. I don't... I'm not interested in the whole kind of, like, business side of it. Mm. Though I guess some people who, if you're making... You know, I guess if you... Say you're a hip-hop producer in the US and you're making beats for people and, like, a track you make might blow up and you might make a load of money. That kind of makes sense, then. But then they would have to pay that royalty and you would come with a royalty for your service through this. Um, yeah, but it's like, you know, if, if there's, you know, if there's some money going around and everyone gets a bit of the pie, that's fine. But as, as somebody myself, like, I'm not really going to see any real money out of this or whatever. I just, it's just easier. And I don't know, I, I can't speak for the results because I haven't listened to any of their music. So it's very hard for me to know. So I will have a listen though, because it's interesting. But just like, I ain't got time for that, man. Like, I don't know, it's it's real businessy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it is pretty proper. And you wonder how many people are actually going to use it to actually get them some money to keep it going. Yeah, yeah. I'll be interested. My initial impression is I can't see this lasting, but I'll check it out for sure because it might be amazing. Mm. But it's like, I don't know, for the artist or whatever, say I'm sampling them. And I'm putting out a freaking liquid drum and bass tune that like two people buy or whatever. They're going to get like 0.25 of a penny. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? I do. It's it's not necessarily for you, but I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what they might do, they might have so many young and new and amateur producers scared that they're going to get sued for whatever reason. You, This is the thing you see a lot of people asking on the internet saying, oh, do I have to clear this? Blah, 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 blah. And these are, you know, these are, you know, these aren't, you know, not wanting to sound condescending, whatever. these are nobodies or whatever who are going to put out tunes that aren't going to make like a load of money or whatever. It's just like, just sample that fucking shit. That is what election, that's what music is about. Music is about recycling ideas, nicking stuff or whatever. The whole, the whole sort of money side of it is kind of, you know, that's that's not the artistry bit of it, you know what I mean? So I don't know. Just I think you know, steal with impunity. Don't make <laughs> a load of money and don't get caught. Basically, that's my advice. I think your point being that they're probably not going to make money out of it anyway. Yeah. Only if you're anticipating making loads of money will it actually ever be a problem. And the thing is, if you make a load of money, then you could sort out any problems with the money. <laughs> so, you know, it's it's all right. Yeah, I, th I think, like, yeah, I think people worry about sampling too much. Like, there's so much copyright infringing stuff out there. It's freaking unreal, man. Mm, and there's so much that's basically undetectable until someone comes up with some kind of god technology. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Or... You could just go for one of the BBC's 16,000 FX samples. Yes. Well, the thing is, you are supposed to, like, is it credit and stuff and everything? Right. I'm not. Well, I am how... not crediting anybody for anything ever. How are you going to do that? Like, at the end of the track, you just say, thanks we... to the BBC for samples. It's like, the thing is, if you've, if you've worked with, like, a re like you know, I, I guess I have a particular perspective on this because I make dance music. And I work with dance labels who are unreliable at the best of times, whatever. If you say to, oh, yeah, I want to put this track out, but you've got to credit the freaking BBC, freaking, you know, Stereophonic Workshop or whatever. That is not going to happen, man. That's unrealistic. 
It's oh, first of all, Radiophonic Workshop. Second of all, whatever these samples, these sixteen thousand sound effect samples from the BBC are being released under a license, which means they're usable for personal, educational, or research. So you can't put out tracks, okay? Exactly. So you know you can mess around with them and all that. But What's, nothing is going to stop me from sampling those and putting them in commercial tracks that make me seventy five p. Yeah. So whatever BBC. Hey, you pay your license fee. I don't pay my license fee because oh. the BBC is rubbish. <laughs> I know that's a controversial view, um, but yeah, I don't like anything on the BBC. And their their radio for comedy these days is so bad. I it's feel like terrible. they owe me, man. Yeah, it is. It is terrible. It's, it's so awful. Middle class dad jokes, mate. Yeah, yeah. It's all gone to hell. Yeah, it really has. So yeah, nice of the BBC to do that, but. Probably better just grab a load of NASA sound effects. They're basically public domain to do whatever you want. No, I want the BBC ones, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy infringing their copyright and violating their license, and no one is ever gonna hear it or know or be able to tell. And that's how that's how music should be. Except- it should be made for you in your bedroom. About three other people hear it ever, and, and it violates copyright. Twenty eight Spotify bots. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the bots love my tunes, man. Let's talk about the recent IK multimedia announcement. Uh, they posted an ominous picture recently, and the internet is a buzz. I I saw this, but I I just wrote it straight off as another big marketing scam. I mean, what I find interesting about this is the minus seven graphic. Right. Which I can only assume stands for minus 7 dB. They are going to do something that means you can mix at minus 7 dB and it's going to sound like 0 dB full scale. That is the product. Are you serious? No, I'm not serious in the slightest. Good. Uh, I mean, surely it's just seven days away? Oh, you are smart, mate. You know, four, five, six, seven. When are they gonna? When are they gonna announce this thing? Because on every other day, on minus six, i.e., tomorrow, it's gonna, it's just gonna be a different leak. If you see okay. Sorry, not leak, but a different tease yeah. picture. So, so iGame Multimedia is promising a sh- a paradigm shift. That's product. a bold claim. I know, and it's claim as to claim of the sort that we've heard before. You know, do you remember when NI brought out Monarch? And for a long time before Monarch, they were pumping up some serious hype. And yeah. then when it turned out it was a mini-moog emulation, everyone was just like, uh. Yeah. And not just a mini-moog emulation, a mini-moog emulation for Reactor. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know... Monarch's pretty cool. It is, but it didn't. It didn't like. Re, it didn't rewrite the rulebook or anything. Yeah, it, by definition, it didn't. No, it wasn't new. I mean, it was a good copy of an old thing, and it is great and everything. But yeah, no hype needed. Uh, yeah, totally, man. I guess, like, I don't know, man. I mean, I guess I came multimedia arc was, you know. I mean, I guess some other stuff that was similar came out at the same time, but that was kind of innovative. Um, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. I'm not holding my breath for my world to be rocked by this. If it's something that plugs into an iPad, I'm very not interested, basically. Mm, and with IK Multimedia, it could well be. 
It really could. It will be an interface dock. or It's going to be a kind of keytar body that you plug an iPad into uh, and then you can rock out. That's uh, what it's going to be. God. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, obviously, they're, they're, they do a big line in iOS peripherals and stuff, but Syntronic, by the way, is really good. And even the free version of Syntronic, have I told you this before? Maybe I have. Basically gives you access to a a buttload of synths mm. um that's great even the free version you don't need the paid version but yeah i'm i'm worried i'm worried uh, there are so this minus seven graphic that is a an lcd style display okay so digital something with a digital LCD. hardware lcd display Behind are they gonna it, bring out like a synth the, the bet, hardware synth. Yeah, I bet they're doing like an Arturia sort of. Yeah. And behind it, you've got a circuit diagram superimposed on top of each other. It's going to be their next level circuit modeling technology. It's their take on the brute, isn't it? You know? Oh, God, yeah. Or maybe it's going to be like, yeah, it's going to be like an all digital synth. But they're going to be like, it sounds so analog, you're not even going to believe it. Or it's got a touch screen or something. Oh, oh, I'm, I'm, I am actually, this has got me genuinely interested. But it's got me genuinely interested because I know the company and I know what they've done in the past. Yeah, and I know yeah, the yeah. kind of stuff they do. And there's this part of my brain, which is like the devil on my brain's brain's shoulder, which is saying it could be really good. Um, I don't know, man. Like the thing, Okay, say hypothetically it is a synth. They have not put out a lot of synths recently. Like, what was the last thing they made? Like, Sample Tank or whatever. Well, no, Do you know they, what I mean? Syntronic was probably their late, most recent thing. And there when was a, that? It's load of sampled analog. No, when when did it come out? Uh, last year. Oh, really? That recently? Yeah, it was basically in the last year. And that was obviously, that's a, a plug-in emulation yeah. sort of workstation-y thing. But... They do do hardware. I just I reckon they're going Archuria with this. Yeah, um, that seems pretty likely. But the thing is, this is how this hype is supposed to work. We're yeah. supposed to talk about it, and we're supposed to fling accusations around, and we're yeah, going to say, yeah, yeah. "Oh, it could be amazing, aren't they wonderful?" And then it'll be some bloody preamp for your phone or something. Yeah. Okay, let's stop buying into this and stop discussing this paradigm shift. That is blatant, not going to be any such thing. Or we could record a special episode when it actually comes out. I tell you what, let's preempt it. Let's record multiple episodes with every different possible permutation of what it might be. Yes. And then we can drop the right one as soon as they <laughs> announce it, mate. I know, I can't That's believe That's how the pros do it. I can't believe it. It turned out to be a 22 key MIDI controller. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wicked. <laughs> We've been on a theme recently about bringing things back from the dead. Mm-hmm. Did you see a certain Acid Pro? What? Yeah, my friend. Oh, Acid hang on. Pro 8. Of, and is this Magic's bringing this ma, ma, out? Ma, 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 magic's moments. Oh, uh, Magic's can f f f f forget about me using any of their products, mates, <laughs> because they are not user-friendly. I wasn't really... Uh don't think i was really around for the original acid boom i was mate tell me about acid acid was incredibly exciting when it came out because it was uh a really kind of like so b before 
Cubase SX came out and everything, it was a kind of realistic way to make music in your computer. It was mainly loop based. There wasn't really a lot of way to do like melodies and stuff in there, but it, it did time stretching really, really well. Mm. Um, so it's really good. And I used it like back in the day for like making beats and stuff and everything. And it was cool. And it went on to become like a sort of fully fledged door. And I suppose it's uh, kind of most exciting moment was when Rusko used it for a producer masterclass I filmed about mm-hmm. 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. Legendary. And, th- and that was kind of like, I think that's the, that's the only Acid Pro producer masterclass that's ever happened. So yeah, so that was pretty exciting. But yeah, I mean, I've got time for Acid Pro. What have Magic's done to it? Um, it's Windows only, I'm assuming I mean, still. It's nice that they've actually updated it, but have they done no damage? I don't well, know. has it got like microtransactions now or something? They've they've changed up the GUI, which is fair enough. Um Apparently, Acid Pro 8 comes with more than a thousand clams worth of plug-in instruments and effects. Yeah, I don't want any of that magic stuff. Um, yeah, it's... We've, we've got to wait until it's out to give any kind of verdict, and you don't want to use it because it's magic. It's what? It's Windows only, I'm assuming. I used Windows to use Windows only. back in the day, but I'm not going back, mate. Yep, yep, Windows only indeed, and it is 149 Okay. American clams. Oh, okay. To buy it outright, or you can go for a subscription of seven American clams, ninety nine. Okay. Per month. Well, I mean, it certainly can't be any worse than Music Maker or freaking Sequoia or whatever the door's called. So you know, whatevs basically. I mean, I would have liked to have seen an alternate reality where Sonic Foundry stuff got bought by somebody who really cared about it and they bought out um mac versions of acid and soundforge and vegas as well which is a wicked video editor so yeah so whatever i mean you know that's fine it's nice to see it back it's it was it was always a cool door it was always a cool bit of software So, James, it's time for Initialize This. Uh, what are we going to initialize this time? Well, we have got Dimitri Shez Thorn this time. <laughs> so, tell me, what have you got? What are you seeing? Um... I'm not sure even what sort of synth this is. I'm really going in blind. Okay. I can see three oscillators, noise generator, a harmonic filter. So, I mean, I guess this is kind of additive based. Maybe there's some kind of additive resynthesis going on. Uh An actual filter, a limiter, um, a glitch sequencer, arpeggio, effects, a mod matrix, and some modulation sources. So, I'm going to play the initialized patch. Dive in. Okay. That is a sawtooth, so that's pretty exciting. Um, each oscillator has a wave shape. Um, I'm going to see if I can play some of these. Yeah, I've got got just your standard analog waveforms here. Some pulse action. Yeah, this this is like some sort of spectral stuff going on. It's got like a, okay. Um, oh, it's got sub oscillator, a beefy sub oscillator for for the uh, each oscillator. Oh, and a phase control. For the I'm sub. I'm not sure what that's actually doing. That for the sub. 
No, it's for the. It's just for the regular oscillator. Right. Oh, it's got unison controls. Some simple eight voice unison controls. I've got. I've got a bit of a nasty super saw going on there. I'll keep. Oh, that's quite nice. Um, got a bit of a saw ensemble there. Okay, maybe okay, maybe, is... maybe you should put some cream on that. Uh, no, I'm not gonna put cream on anything. Oh, it's on got your, position control. Saw ensemble. Oh, is this wavetable stuff going on? Because I've got a position knob. Wow, wow! I've got some voice effects going on now. Wow, wow. Okay, this is interesting. Can I? Oh, oh my days, James! You'll Tell never me. guess what I've just Tell brought me. up. This it, this looks like additive. Oh my god. This is an additive wavetable synth, I'm guessing. Because look at this. So presumably this is... We've got our partials here, and they're phased down at the bottom, I guess. Partials are plenty. Yeah, loads of partials. So are you feeling Are you feeling partial to this synth? Oh my god, don't ever speak again. Um, no, maybe I should mess around with that a bit. Okay. It's, you know... Oh. I find messing around with relative synths with this kind of visual display basically pointless. Um, uh, I'm just going to fiddle around with the... Oh, God, that's piercing. Oh, I mean, that's fine, I guess. Uh, oh, God. Oh, I've just accidentally reset everything. Um, I'm going to have a look through some more... More some wave shapes. This is all fine. I'm going to see what the harmonic field does. It sounds like it's just like taking out. Um... Oh, okay. And you can balance it between high and low frequencies. So, so this feels like it's just like an additive oscillator filter that's working at the additive level. Um, oh, this. Okay. Let me turn this actual filter on. Okay. Um... Yeah, that's pretty much what you'd expect. That filter's got a drive, which is half the course these days, I guess. I'm in clean LP mode. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty software sounding. Let's try dirty LP. Oh, yeah, that's pretty beefy down in the low end, which I'm appreciating. Oh, it's self-oscillating. This sounds pretty nice, man. Um, It's kind of better virtual analog shizzle than you'd get in most sort of additive based synths I guess mm -hmm. oh god yeah um yeah that's cool I'm gonna try different I'm gonna turn that filter off and try a different preset in the harmonic filter section different bass contours it's basically additive shaping mm, okay okay um, I guess I should try some modulation, shouldn't I? Oh, okay, you can draw a line from things. Okay, I've drawn a line from LFO1 to the wavetable position. The drag and droppy. It is drag and drop, mate. Exactly as you'd expect. Okay, oh. Okay, and how do I... I'm not sure how to change the modulation amount. Oh, gods. Oh, no. No, I don't know why. Oh, no. Okay, if you hold down commands... And you can change the modulation amount, which is a bit weird, but I'll let them off. Okay, I want to unsync this LFO. And now it seems to have stopped working. Oh no. Okay, so I've got a square shape. 
This is pretty weird, man. How are you finding it? Is it user-friendly so far? Yeah, yeah. I would say of all the synths that we have initialized thus far, this is the one that is close. Because it's, you know, it's pretty regular sort of synth thing. I am finding that this, um, I'm modulating wavetable position and taking it out of sync mode. I'm not sure what's going on. I'll change it to unipolar. Oh, I see. So the knob goes from fast to slow, not slow to fast. Uh, right. Which is bizarre. Oh, sorry, the knob for what? The LFO? The LFO speeds goes from like 25 milliseconds at the low value to 10 seconds at the high value. Uh, hang on. No, that's right. No, it should start. Oh, I see what you, you mean. see what I mean? Frequency. Right. So you think it would start seconds. to like zero hertz and go up to 20,000 yeah. hertz or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Got it. So was it like that when it was synced as well? Um, no, when it synced, it just like goes to divisions of tempo, and it's yeah fast, but it is fast, fast on the left, so slow on the right. Interesting way, bizarre way. I think Dimitri is criminally insane for that. <laughs> I'm making some not very nice noises with this now. Ooh, I'm just trying a few of the different wave shapes. Ah. That's kind of interesting, I guess. Let me turn down the modulation now. Anything else off the cuff, out of the ordinary, unusual, uh, no, the additive? I'm, I mean, I guess this would have some additive resynthesis capabilities, I imagine. Um, but that isn't that sort of shizzle isn't jumping out at me. Oh, it's got a load of presets. I'm gonna I'm gonna have a listen to some pad presets, James. Let's do it. You love your pads. I love my pads. Oh god, okay, let me turn this down. Because that's loud. Oh, just turn down turn down the limiter thing rather than the master, because I couldn't see the master. It's quite oh, that's a pretty nice sort of vaguely string machine-y synth pads. Oh yeah. I'm getting a strong 80s slash 90s feel from these pads, mate. Do you have any kind of sequencing capability in there? Well, there's both a glitch sequencer and an arpeggio. Do you know what? I'm going to load up some lead sounds and play with those. Oh, God, that is piercing. Okay, I've got a preset called Lead Boogie. <laughs> That's always good. Oh, yeah, wicked. This is just like a real bog standard um, arpeggiator. You can go even to four octaves. It's got shuffle. Getting my Vangelis on, bro. Let's play with this glitch sequencer instead, which I guess is going to be some kind of cut up. Oh. Okay, it's got RP, which is like repeat. Okay. How can you glitch sequence if you're not putting audio into it from the start? You when you're playing audio through it, essentially. Okay. So it's like so it's stuttering, it's buffering itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just like a buffer, buffer thing. So it's like beat. Pretty repeats. cool. Oh, you don't see that that often. No, no, it's kind of cool. What's SR? Sample rate, I guess. BT. That must be bit, bit something. Depth. <laughs> yeah, it sounds probably just bits, right? Yes, it must be bits. Yeah, yeah, it may sound rough. HP and LP. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty interesting, man. Like, it's a bit of a different way of doing it to most synths, so that's cool. Um, 
what else have we got in here? There's a noise generator. I think we can pretty much. I mean, yeah, it seems like. I guess put some effects on. Oh, there's tons of effects, mate. Oh, tons. Flang. <laughs> um. Can, yeah, so we've got distortion, lo-fi, chorus phase of flanger, delay, reverb, EQ, and compressor. Oh, and that's interesting. Let's so say there's like a. That's weird. Oh, the the way this is laid out is kind of okay. I see. Yeah, it displays three three of the insert effects at any one time. And there's a mod matrix which has got three pages of like I don't know ten slots or some shizzle each. Yeah, this is cool, man. I mean, I don't. Oh, you can draw. Okay, you can draw in your own shape for the uh, harmonic filter as well. Harmonic and spectral filters seem to be coming up a lot recently. Yeah, kind of interesting, I guess. Wow! 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 I've got back to Sawtooth already, so it doesn't seem to have loads and loads of different wave shapes. I mean. I'm just going to try cycling through the... Yeah. Yeah. This is kind of interesting. Um, I mean, the obvious comparison... Oh, it's making some really weird noises. I mean, I guess the comparison is going to be Serum. Right. Because it's like wave a bit of wavetable and a bit of additive in there. Mm -hmm. um, I mean... Yeah, I don't know how the harmonic filter compares to stuff in Serum, really. Um, yeah, very interesting, though. It's all right if I just play some more pad sounds. Just, just yeah, get on down with oh, the pads. Oh, because that's, really, that's, that's what I really want. I'm playing enough C minor chords, mate. Ooh. Yeah, it sounds like sort of like how I um, additive synths from the 90s. Right. Yeah, I don't know if you're familiar with what they sound like. Not really a hardware buff, as you know. Oh, you're a constant disappointment. Oh, these are good pads, man. Yeah. I'm going to play some sequences now, because I don't want to spoil myself. Okay, so if you play a sequence, it sounds like a sort of the Crystal Method or another synth-heavy big beat act from the mid-90s. You can't fault that. Well, you can't, but one might say it sounds dated. I don't know. Uh -huh. One man's, you know, as someone who loves dated stuff, that's not necessarily criticism for me. You want more 21st century sequences? Well, I don't know if I do, to be honest. Okay, let me try. Let me try these. Well, this is a bit more 21st century. Yeah. A bit more trancey. Oh, yeah, seems cool, man. Cool stuff. Okay, I'm pretty happy with Thorn, man. I think it's all right. You love you some Thorn. Yeah, every rose has its Thorn. Yep. And yep. every night has its Morn. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, sick. Well, you've just ruined the entire day for me.
Well, James, that is about all I could take for this episode. I've podcast myself into oblivion. What are you going to do now? Uh, I think I'm just going to take a long walk on a short balcony. I wish you would. We will catch up with you all next time for more shit-talking about plugins. No more formats next time, though, right? Yeah, we'll see about that.